Gracious God, thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for being the one who not only lights our path and guides our path, but the one who walks with us in the paths of our lives. This morning, oh God, whatever it is we need in this space, would you speak it, a word of life? Would you speak a word of encouragement for those of us who need healing? Would you speak a word of peace for those of us in conflict? Oh God, accompany us today. We ask all of this in the name of the one, our God and shepherd, who leads, guides, and walks with us. Amen. This morning, we are just going to hop right into our scripture lesson, so I would love to invite our dear family and friends, uh, John and CJ, to read for us. Thanks be to God. Can we give um, our scripture readers thanks and praise even for reading? God's goodness transcends the microphone situation. After reading most scripture passages, I have a lot of question marks. There are names of roads and villages. There's mention of prophets and promises. And in this one, a story of resurrection. It's easy to get lost in all of the words. When it comes to Sundays that I have to preach, I ask questions like, what could this passage mean? I want to offer my church community something profound. I, get, I ask God to respectfully make it make sense. <laughs> and the irony of this, as I've reflected on these tendencies this week, is that in many ways I find myself like the journeyers in this story. Like them, I'm wondering how to make sense of the things I've been told. I'm asking the same questions. What does this all mean? This week, when I invited myself to pause long enough to let the Spirit speak, the soft singing of a famous hymn came to mind. I invite you to sing it with me if you know it but it goes like this. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> God walks with us. Jesus walks with us. 
And perhaps the real beauty of this story is not that Jesus shows up to provide answers. Perhaps the beauty is that Jesus just shows up. Maybe in the walking and the talking, God is revealing that the one we gather to worship this morning is not one who watches us from afar. God is not a shepherd who lays out a path and says, best of luck. Instead, this picture of Jesus from the story points to a God who chooses to accompany us, chooses to accompany us in the journeys of our lives. This is God who walks with us, talks with us, moves with us through the varying seasons and stages of our lives. So Jesus, in this story, in the narrative, we're in Luke chapter 24, which that means there's 23 chapters that have already happened. And thus far, Jesus has been killed by the state, but now rumors are that he's back. And it's in light of this that the two men are having a discussion. Who wouldn't? We shouldn't just believe things because someone tells us. They wanted to know if the gossip were true. And as Jesus hears of their questions and doubts, his first reaction is to slide his feet into a pair of sandals. He starts to journey with them. He engages in conversation. He helps them make sense of things. And there is a part in this passage where Jesus says, oh, you're slow to believe. But I don't believe that this is said in a con condemning or condescending way. At least the men don't seem to take it that way because they enjoy their time with him so much that they invite him to dinner. So Jesus doesn't force himself. He waits to be invited. Jesus shows up and walks with them until they say, we've reached our place of arrival. And it's at that time, in the ordinary, mundane sharing of dinner, that God is made known. The way that Jesus journeys, journeying, staying, feasting, might also be known as accompaniment. God keeps company with them. And for any of us in this room this morning who find ourselves on a journey, trying to discern these questions of life and faith, God keeps company with us too. As we ask our own questions, as we cry out for God to stay and be present, as we come to a table, God accompanies us there. God's sandals are not brand new. God's sandals are worn and dirty from the miles that God chooses to walk with us. And maybe that is the simple word this morning. That God is still the God who accompanies us. God's presence has not left you or left me, even if, like these men, we don't recognize it until supper. God walks 
with us. But walking is just a metaphor. What this really speaks to and what's really behind the story is God journeying and pilgrimaging and moving with us by foot or otherwise. So this means that God doesn't just walk. Amy Kenny, author of My Body is Not a Prayer Request and Disability Justice Theologian, spoke at a webinar in August that I know some of you went to. She talked about God as the disabled God, who, according to Ezekiel, might actually ride on a holy wheelchair. God is the God who is alongside us and rides up the wheelchair ramps and accessible lifts with us. God uses crutches to move alongside us as we use crutches. God is with us in whatever ways we move along this earth. And even for those of us who don't move at all, God still journeys with us. When I served as a hospital chaplain last summer, I learned about the Jesus who sits at the bedside. Jesus of the hospital who sits in the chair next to you as you eat, watch TV, and wait for the pain meds to kick in. Because God's way of accompaniment means that wherever we go and however we are going, walking, wheeling, sitting, laying, God is there, journeying with us. There, for the excitement of our first dates and the heartbreak of the unexpected last one. There, as we argue with our kids on our way to church. And there, as we hug them on their first day of school. There, while we heal from the wounds inflicted by past churches. There, as we dare to believe, just maybe, in redemption again. God accompanies us there and there and there. God accompanies us here. But even if we believe it's true, if we believe in the there-ness of God, the company of God, it can be difficult to sense. Not every Sunday that I come to church, not every Monday or Tuesday, is one that I feel like the heavens have opened and God has descended. Often it's difficult to sense what God is up to in our lives. Can you agree with me in that? Yes. But the beauty of this story is that the two journeyers discover God at the table together. So yes, God accompanies us. But the second part of this story is God's company becomes more real as we accompany each other. It's in these simple acts the simple act of journeying, staying, feasting, that we, are other to that we are able to perceive what God is up to in our lives. It's in relationship with one another that we can turn to each other and say, like the men in this story, were our hearts not burning within us? Were our hearts not telling us that something was going on? Were our hearts not sensing that in that place and in that time, with that person and those words, 
God was there. When we accompany each other, we have people who are able to confirm that our sense of God is true and real. In our individualistic culture, um, there's a beauty to knowing and believing that God accompanies us on our individual journeys. This is true and good and beautiful. And I think there is a danger when we believe we don't need anyone else. There's a beauty to being independent and self-sufficient. There is. And I think there is a danger when we refuse to let anyone else in. There's a reason Jesus didn't have just one disciple. There were 12 because we need each other. The mysteries and struggles of faith and life are too complicated for one person alone. As many of you know, we are launching community groups um, this season for this reason. Um, but even as we get really excited with a growing number of you who have signed up, I just want to name before you as well that even if you don't opt in for a community group, you are no less a part of our big CERT family. And two, we at CERT are not the gatekeepers of community. We acknowledge that your community might very well be outside of these four walls, and that is a good thing. If we said that was wrong, then this would be a cult. <laughs> and I'm... I'm so glad, I'm so glad it's not. I mean, you never know until the end, so. <laughs> oh, but Lord, please, please let it not be so. You can leave at any time. That's how you know. It's okay, it's okay. Um, this, month, this month, we wanted to encourage community in general. Not that we are hold, holding and hoarding community here alone. The bottom line is that we all need folks to accompany us in some way. Because life is more beautiful when we have folks who are there, there for the tragedy, and there for the moments we feel invincibly free, there for the everything in between. And whether we are having a deep spiritual discussion or just sharing a meal, it's all spiritual because we are mirroring to each other how God accompanies us. So I'll go back to the hymn at the beginning. But maybe instead of singing, Jesus walks with me, I'll say, God walks with us, talks with us, calls us God's own. We worship a God who keeps company with us. And we are invited into a spirituality of accompanying one another. As I close, I want to give um, two ideas for spiritual formation practices based on this story. So that, um, yeah, we take this story that's about being out on a journey. That's, it's not talking about being in a church building. It's talking about being out in the world on our own journeys. And so one, if you are a walker, I invite you to take a walk this week or in the fall. Um, and what would it look like for you to meditate 
and have a practice of imagining this story, imagining Jesus walking with you. Um, I, in the spring, would practice this as I walked down the streets of my neighborhood in Durham. Um, I invite you to practice this and see what happens. If you are on wheels, or if you prefer to sit or lay down, I invite you into the same practice, meditating on the presence of God moving with you or being still with you. Practice being present to God's presence. Two, I invite you to think intentionally about who is accompanying you. If you're seeking that here at CERT and you've already signed up for a community group, I invite you to already begin praying for your group. If you're choosing to lean into your uh, community elsewhere, I invite you to as well pray for your friendships and think about who and how you might cultivate them more. It's my prayer for us, all of us, CERT family, that as we commune with one another, we will be able to throw our heads back in laughter and say, God really was there. God is surely here, even if we did not perceive it. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.